Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, November 13th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Busy week. You got the president of China coming here on Wednesday to see the president of the United States. That's going to be something. Very important story for all of us. I mean, the most important thing in your life is stability. I mean, that's what you need and security. And you can't have that when you're on the verge of massive wars. And that's where we find ourselves here. So it's a good thing that we're having this meeting in San Francisco. That's a bad thing. And I'll tell you in a moment why. Um, And I'm going to be fair to all parties involved here. But we're going to run it down a very methodical way. It's a talking points memo today. Wednesday, as I mentioned, November 15th at the San Francisco Convention Center, the meeting will take place. All right. This is part of the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation. At APEC. All right. The reason China's even doing this is because their economy is, is uh, hurting. And it's an export economy. It seems they make things cheaply in China, they send them all over the world, and then money comes back. Well, not that much money's coming back to China anymore. And they got to ramp it up, but they're not going to be able to ramp it up if there's a war or an economic embargo or all of that. That's what's going on. So San Francisco is a terrible place to have that because it's a disgrace. Y'all know that. A whole city's overrun by drug addicts, crimes through the roof. They're all camped out on the streets. So on November 1st, I said this, go. It's pretty hard in San Francisco now to walk down the streets, so that might be a problem. I mark my words, before this summit, the authorities in California are going to go in. And they're going to sweep these people out. You wait and see. You wait and see. 
Well, that's what exactly what's happening. The cops and the public works people in San Francisco are sweeping the area out, okay? And there's a lot of these areas. If you know the city, Van Ness in California, Hyde and Eddie, Taylor and Ellis, a whole bunch. And they're just blasting the uh, tents and everything out, out of there. Why didn't they do this a year ago? Okay, there they go. And the homeless drug addicts are going too, because if they don't, the police are going to arrest them, put them in jail where they can't use narcotics. So, of course, they're going to go. All right, they're not, they, San Francisco never prosecute them or do anything more, but they can hold them. So, can you imagine uh, she and the Chinese delegation come with all the press of China and they, and they see the, all this stuff all over the place and they go, hey, this is what America looks like. San Francisco's what America's like. Look at all these drug addicts. If you're a drug addict in China, trust me, you're not going to be seen for a while. They put them in camps. And if you sell narcotics in China, they shoot you. They don't have a problem. Not nearly what we have, because we feel sorry for the narcotics pushers and the users. We feel sorry. And they destroy cities, not to mention how many younger human beings they destroy. Anyway, I'm going to cover this, uh, you know, in a very methodical way. Now, in 1987, I did a, a documentary, me along with 20 other people at ABC News. It was called Drugs, a Scourge Upon the Land. And I was invited to do it because I did a lot of reporting on the drug industry. And it was a really, really first-rate documentary at ABC News. We looked around. We couldn't find it. And it was in 1987, so I guess ABC News has it in its archives. I'm going to try to get it. But nothing, it's gotten so much worse in America, this drug problem. So that was, what, 36 years ago I did that thing? And it's worse. It's And it's because there's no will at the part of our federal, state, and local governments to solve the problem, which is mandatory drug rehab for addicts. That would solve the problem. Oh, it drives me crazy. You can be humane, but you can't let these people run wild and destroy our society. And they are. She doesn't give a hoot about that. But the propaganda value in San Francisco, that's why they're whipping these people out of there. And remember, Biden could solve this and Trump didn't do it either. These states and cities depend on federal block grants. You don't enforce drug laws. Those I'm president. You don't get a dime. You see how fast those laws are being enforced. And that's the memo. All right. Biden's schedule today. Uh, a heavy lift. He welcomed the Las Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup winners, to the White House. And then he meets with the president of Indonesia. Uh, okay. That's what he does today. Now, um, the Biden impeachment thing. So this has been overridden by the Middle East conflict and um, a number of other things. But it is going ahead. All right. Now, the liberal media doesn't want to really report on this. And it's 
if you want to be honest about it, and of course, we always want to do that here, be honest. It's payback for Trump's impeachment because Biden will never get convicted in the Senate. And it's basically at this point, influence peddling. Roll the tape. I think we're at the point now where uh, we can connect the dots. We understand what the scheme was. We understand who the people were who were wiring the money. We believe we know why, but we want to hear from the Bidens. And uh, we're at the point now where the evidence is overwhelming. And that's true. The evidence is overwhelming. So uh, Hunter Biden is going to appear before the House Oversight Committee on December 13th. Nice Christmas gift for him. James Biden, the president's brother, on December 6th, and a guy named Rob Walker on November 29th. Walker is a business associate of the Bidens. Now, to me, I would take the fifth, okay, if I'm Hunter Biden walking in, because if you lie, all right, that's a felony. But I guess, I don't know. I can't imagine them testifying, but we will see. Uh, joining us now is a, a woman who's following this very closely for the Washington Examiner. Her name is Kaylee McGee White, coming to us from Washington, D.C. She uh, runs the Restoring America um, branch of the uh, Washington Examiner. So um, what are the odds they take the fifth, Miss White? I think pretty high because, as you say, it would be a felony if they're found perjuring themselves before Congress. And they're going to be asked some really pointed questions that the Republicans have been longing to ask for several months now, which is, what services did you provide to these foreign businesses in order to justify earning hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time? And again, House Republicans have tracked down the money trail in regards to this. They have bank documents proving that Hunter Biden specifically earned a $400,000 check from a Chinese energy company. But again, it is not clear what service he provided in order to earn that. So how does Hunter Biden answer that question without either perjuring her, himself or exposing that this was part of a larger Biden family influence peddling scheme? All right. But if he takes the fifth, then it's all moot because no, you're not going to get any answers. You could ask the question all day long. But Americans who follow this kind of a thing, and I would say I put that number at about 40 percent, 60 don't care or too lazy to follow it. They're not going to you're not going to be able to advance the story other than making the Jim and Hunter Biden look foolish. Correct. Correct. But I mean, I think that what you said at the beginning of the, of the program is correct. Biden's not going to be impeached. The House is not going to vote to impeach Joe Biden. The Senate certainly would not vote to convict him. So the reason that House Republicans are pursuing this investigation as they are is really, I believe, it's to help Republicans' chances in the 2024 election and also to give the public the information that they were deprived of back in 2020 when the media launched a concerted effort to squash any reports about Hunter Biden's business dealings and Joe Biden's alleged involvement. Um, but I, again, I don't think that House Republicans would ever vote to impeach Biden. Why, I don't think I, that I, why would they not? Because more information is going to be coming out about Joe Biden. And already we know that he received a $200,000 check from his brother, uh, Jim. And now they say it was a repay of a loan, but they can't back up when the original loan was. I don't know about that. I think that they may go for an impeachment vote. Um, might not get it, 
But you say they're going to err on the side of caution. If they don't think they have the votes, they won't put it up, right? Right. They're not going to put up an impeachment and embarrass themselves by not getting unified support from their own caucus. Right. And again, this is a Republican problem. They should vote to impeach Joe Biden because it's very clear that he was involved in some way. But Republicans can't even gather together to choose who they're going to have as speaker. OK, We're, and you, you think that they're going to be unified in order to impeach the president? I know. Of the United I, I, it would be hard to think of any Republican sitting in the House right now that would vote not to impeach Biden when all of them are up next November, that would almost be like ending their career, would it not? Well, I think that it depends on how you view the impeachment process. In many of these swing states, impeachments of any president in the past, including the impeachments of President Trump, were politically unpopular among voters because voters don't tend to like divisive actions. So if Republicans view this as a liability moving into their tough elections, they're going to vote with the Democrats. Well, it's a good point. Um, they, they might chicken out because of uh, selfish reasons. Based, last question for you. Based upon what you know, and you know a lot, do you believe that Joe Biden as vice president and then after he left that office, was totally aware of this big grift of of $20 million coming in based on his name. Do you, uh, Kaylee McGee White, believe that as an American? Yeah, I believe that he was aware of it the entire time. You don't set up 20 shell companies. You don't use dozens of anonymous pseudonym email accounts to correspond with your son for any purpose but nefarious activity. There was a very concerted effort by Joe Biden himself to cover up what he was discussing with Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's business partners. So the idea that he was not aware where this money was coming from or what his son was doing in order to make it is ridiculous. Do you think that he derived money from the grift, that he actually, he and Jill benefited financially from that? Yeah, I do. Again, the $400,000 check that Hunter Biden received from CEFC, which is the Chinese energy company, um, Joe Biden ended up getting $40,000 in the form of a check from James and Sarah Biden. Now, we know from one of Hunter Biden's past business associates that in that energy deal, it was promised that there would be a 10% cut for the big guy, which many believe to be Joe Biden. 40,000 is 10% of 400,000. I I see it impractical that he would not have personally benefited from this. Now, the circumstantial evidence is overwhelming. There's no, no, you can't say it isn't. But two things are going to happen. Number one, the corporate media is going to ignore this story almost entirely, no matter what it is, unless there's a criminal indictment against uh, Joe Biden on this issue. And number two, they're going to ratchet up the Trump is Hitler stuff, which you're, you're hearing about it now almost every day. Trump is Hitler, um, hoping that, you know, that will diminish any kind of um, grift that Joe Biden took place in. Last word. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. The media is not going to cover this. They're going to continue to go after Trump. But also you're going to hear more comments like the one that we heard from Governor Gavin Newsom a few weeks ago when he was asked about this scandal. He said, well, I hardly think that influence peddling is that unique in Washington. And that was meant to excuse or justify the Biden family profiting from Biden's influence. So this is the excuse that they're running with now.
Okay. We appreciate it, Ms. White. Thank you for taking the time to help us out. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, let's go to uh, New York City. Uh, there are 6 million Jews in the USA, approximately. Okay, Most of them live in New York City with Los Angeles second. All right, in the city, in October last month, hate crimes against Jews rose 214%. So there were 22 uh, hate crime indictments um, in... October 22, 69 last month. And that's, of course, because of the Hamas stuff and the crazy nuts that are running around uh, hating the Jews. So as some of you know, dailychatter.com is our foreign, um, foreign reportage partner. I mean, we, can't, we don't have the resources to hire people to cover the news around the world. But Daily Chatter does a pretty good job of that. So we partnered up with DailyChatter.com. And they're based in Boston. And and today's edition, um, and this is why I'm partnering with them, is an article on there is some vigilante stuff going on inside Israel against Palestinian civilians. And, you know, I'm not surprised, but uh, it's a pretty detailed report. Um, between October 7th and the 27th, three-week period, 110 Palestinians in the West Bank were murdered. That's a lot, okay? Um, And enraged Israelis, in a large part of these cases, are doing it. Now, the government of Israel has got to get a handle on that. You can't have that vigilante stuff going on. So, you thought you should know about it. London, over the weekend, ah, you know, maybe a half million. Uh, and London is the nexus of the uh, Arab presence in Europe. And they're uh, supporting Hamas and they hate Israel, of course. There's no, you know, it's been going on forever. It was going on when I was there 50 years ago studying in uh, the University of London. Um, and, and there they are. And if you go to London, um, there's a huge Arab presence in that city. 
enormous. But in Germany, it's the opposite. So the German governor, uh, government has banned any pro-Hamas activities, like putting up a poster or marching around going, I like Hamas, you get arrested. And in Germany, you'll get prosecuted because the Germans got the anti-Semitism historical problem. So we're in England, the Arabs can do whatever they want, not in Germany. Interesting, right? All right, let's go back to the United States where we live. So Tim Scott drops out of the presidential race, no surprise. And the grand old party is down uh, for now. How many of you know when the words grand old party were assigned to the Republican Party? How many? You get an A for me if you know that. It happened in 1854. So anti-slavery segments, Lincoln, of the Republican Party, uh, nicknamed the party, grand old party, GOP. How about that? And you can bring that in every discussion. Nobody will know that. You got it here on the No Spin News. Anyway, Scott's out. Um, and the next debate is December 6th, and News Nation has the debate. Congrats to them. This is a rising uh, cable news network, and I'm a part of it. I'll be on tonight with Leland Vittert on the 7 o'clock hour. I'll hit about 725. And I do Cuomo uh, tomorrow night, usually on Wednesday, but we're going to do it the next two Tuesdays. Um, and I'm what they call a consultant. So the people at News Nation think that I'm wise in some way. I have them fooled. <laughs> and I appear there. And, and so I'm very happy that they got this debate. It's going to be at the University of Alabama. Um, and who's going to be on the stage? So Scott's gone. You got four left. You got DeSantis, you got Haley, you got Ramaswamy, and you got Christie. However, you got to get 6% in at least two national polls to qualify. I don't think Christie's going to get that. Ramaswamy might. So it could be goodbye, Chris. That's why he went over to Israel over the weekend. Christie did. Um, but it's possible it'll only be two on the stage. Now, um, political satire, I'm down with it. I like it. Um, I do some of it myself once in a while. So Saturday Night Live, a shadow of what it used to be. We all know that. But they opened the program um, two days ago uh, by mocking the GOP debate. Go. Good evening. I'm Lester Holt. And welcome to the Republican Kids' Table Debate. Let's meet the candidates. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. My wife said I could try this one more time. Former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley. Excited to look good in comparison. Florida Governor and owner of the world's most upsetting smile, Ron DeSantis. Entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy talk a lot tonight. And finally, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Oh, is that me? It is. Uh, Let's get to the questions. Mr. Ramaswamy, if elected, what would you do on your first day in office? 
I'd like to begin by not answering your question and instead use this platform to say her daughter is on TikTok. Keep my daughter's name out of your voice. <laughs> Almost said that right. <laughs> Mr. Scott, anything you'd like to add? I have a girlfriend. How adorable. <laughs> they actually think they've got a chance. Sad in some ways, but in other ways, funny. Can you believe it, folks? 91 indictments, four trials, and I'm still the best choice. <laughs> now they're all stuck behind me, and there's nothing they can do about it, just like in real life. 3%, 8%, 14%, 5%. And how about poor Tim Scott, huh? 1%, very low. Lower than, frankly, milk. Apparently, there's a milk lower than 1%. People are calling it skim. We've never had it. We don't drink it. But we like skim, Scott. We love him. All right, there you go. So, at this point, I think I'm going to be talking about uh, this tonight. And I did talk to uh, the former president over the weekend. I'll be able to bring you up to date on that in a little while, a few days. There's still a lot of stuff in the air there. But I thought you'd like to see that. All right, smart life. So Thanksgiving, I can't believe it, but what is it now? Uh, nine days away or some crazy thing? And then Christmas just whips up uh, right behind it. So I, your humble correspondent, this is absolutely true, uh, am cleaning out the house because this has so much stuff. And uh, I'm got, it's, e it's fairly easy to do. You get one of these green bag things where about a dozen big green bags and just go through the closets and you just don't know, no. But I'm finding some really good stuff. Mementos, stuff that's worth something um, that, you know, I forgot about. You, you have the same thing, I'm sure, in your house. As capitalists, we accumulate. That's what capitalists do. Now there's a feng shui or something. I don't know what that is. But when you uh, have too much clutter, it's psychologically bad for you because you feel claustrophobic. You know, if you're a pack rat, if you can't get any, you know, it's like, what is this? But it's almost liberating. I felt really good when I uh, was cleaning out those closets and, blah, 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 blah. and there's so much kid stuff. Now, I have a tendency to keep the kid stuff because my mother threw away all my baseball cards. Thanks, mom. That was about... $50,000 right there. All my comics, that's another hundred grand. You know, <laughs> All, I kept the records. I still have the albums in the 45s. She didn't destroy those. I have my Lionel train set. But anyway, the smart life play is this. Go over the house, especially you're going to have guests in. You know, I just, and then, you know, the stuff that's not necessary, boom. And then the stuff that you like, but you don't want to keep, do the little garage sale. You know, people love to do that, particularly before Christmas. Those Christmas markets in Europe, you know, now these are the hot things. You go up to Prague and, and, and Budapest, you know, and they have the Christmas markets. And it's, but it's all stuff from somebody's house. And there's the Americans paying all this stuff. So if you have that, have a little Peoria market. You know, organize a little market in your town. Get five or six neighbors and you put out the stuff. Make some money. Smart life. Okay, get rid of that clutter. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This day in history, November 13th, 1969. Um, this was the first day, officially, where the American press established itself as an enemy of conservatives. Let me give you the date again, November 13th, 1969. How did it happen? Richard Nixon gave a speech on the Vietnam War, okay, which was obviously the biggest controversy in 50 years. Okay, so immediately after the speech, Nixon got attacked on television. Up steps Vice President Spiro Agnew. Go. When the president completed his address, an address, incidentally, that he spent weeks in the preparation of, his words and policies were subjected to instant analysis and querulous criticism. The audience of 70 million Americans gathered to hear the president of the United States was inherited by a small band of network commentators and self-appointed analysts, majority of whom expressed in one way or another their hostility to what he had to say. It was obvious that their minds were made up in advance. All right, and then that speech was successful by Agnew, and he went out, and he was the attack dog, remember? Nattering nabobs of negativism. That's how he labeled. That was the beginning of the liberal press versus conservative politicians. That was it. Now, Agnew himself was a crook as mayor of uh, mayor of governor of Maryland. He uh, took kickbacks and he got caught by the Justice Department and uh, he pled uh, no contest to a single felony charge of tax evasion. He had to quit, which he did. October 10th, 1973, and he died September 16th, 1969. But all of that press stuff still in play today uh, began 53 years ago. Back with mail and final thought in a moment. All right, let's go to the mail. Bill and Sylvia Sales, Carson City, Nevada, the capital of the state. Bill, say it isn't so. The Biden administration wants to allow Palestinians into our country? Uh, No, it isn't so. So I know, and it hurts me personally, about this Internet stuff that you guys are hearing all the time. You know, concierge members, they, they send me mail, and so do you, premium members. I mean, 
or anybody can send bill at BillOReilly.com. But the concierge members are on. What about this? What about that? It's insane. So there's no policy of us relocating Palestinians to the United States. Done. That would have been front page news. Now, in a few circumstances, if there's a humane thing like a baby who needs surgery or something. But this kind of stuff is just so destructive and people believe it. But I'm glad you checked with me. All right. Uh, Tony Stope, Waterloo, Nebraska. Could Joe Manchin's announcement of retirement make him a viable last minute replacement for Biden? No, because Manchin has no far left constituency. The reason he's not running again in West Virginia is A, probably lose because he voted for too many Biden uh, programs. So the West Virginian, that's a red state. So Manchin knew he'd probably lose. And two, he's a moderate Democrat and there are only like six of them left. So the Democratic Party doesn't want the Manchins, they want the Newsoms. So, but I think he might run as a third party candidate. I don't know if it's going to be this cycle. He is 76 years old. Um, it's possible. He wouldn't win, but he, he'd hurt, I think, Biden if he ran. William uh, Kozlowski, uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Last year, I donated all that I could afford to my preferred gubernatorial candidate, Tim Michaels. And then Steven Spielberg made a special trip to Wisconsin, donated 20000 to Evers' campaign. Along with George Soros funding, plus Hollywood elitists writing fat checks, their money overrides that of the folks. True. Um, and, you know, they can dev- unlimited to political action committees, unlimited. The way it goes is Spielberg hops into town. He writes whatever, 50, 70, 90, depending on where he is, 100 grand, gives it a political action committee, and the political action committee then uses it on behalf of whatever candidate Spielberg wants. So a lot of the TV ads aren't paid for by the candidates themselves, they're paid for by action committees in helping who they want to get up. It's a problem, but there's no solution to the problem because the Supreme Court has ruled that is a free, uh, free expression. Can't limit, can limit individuals, cannot limit generals. James on a message board, I didn't get into trouble every time I drank, but every time I got into trouble, I was drinking. There you go. That's a very good saying. Stephen Gross, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I asked my wife for a concierge membership this Hanukkah. And I know she's going to give it to you, Steve. And she might give it to you early. I hope she does. Now, if you buy gift cards, concierge or premium member gift cards from us, remember this. You get a free book for every card you buy. All right? So if you want to get, and it helps us, we want as many concierge and premium members as we can get. But it helps you in the sense that you buy the gift cards, you put them in a Hanukkah card or Christmas card, you give it to somebody you feel wants to know what's going on, and then you get a stack of books free that you could keep or give for other gifts. This is what I'm talking about here. We are in business to help you. Anyway, Steve, let me know if your wife comes through, all right? 
Alan Josephson, uh, Lake Forest, Illinois, six hour drive to northern Wisconsin went beautifully while listening to Killing Patton. Good job. Well, you are welcome. All our killing books are on audio. Now, I'm guessing, Alan, that you went to northern Wisconsin to hunt. I'm guessing that's why you took the six hour drive up there. You let me know if I have it, okay? Brandon Stevenson, Preston, Idaho. Mr. O, just finished killing the witches. Can't stop thinking about it. Your thoughts on demonic possession and uh, what you uncovered leads me to this question. Do you believe the loon shooting up schools and doing other terrible things are possessed? I do not. The difference between evil okay, which has always been with us, and I put it about 20%, maybe that's a high number, but from what I've seen in my life, about 20% of human beings are evil, okay, about 20%, maybe 25 are good, I mean really good, like my mother, and then the rest are in, in between. The possession stuff, very, very rare, but you know, you're re-killing the witches. I'm telling you, this case, DeGuard and I, we got everything about it. This case in Maryland, a 13-year-old boy, Ronald Hunkler. It is astounding. And it ties in to the witches of Salem because if you're a witch, you are in concert with the devil. That was what a witch is. John Bombarger, Hutsdale, Pennsylvania. As I think back to school, we were taught about the Mayflower. It was like they were on a princess cruise ship. So when I read Killing the Witches, I couldn't believe it. It's exactly, exactly my thought. So all of us, you know, in nine days, here we are. Pilgrims, Mayflower, passive stuffing. You know, oh, it's great, it's great. No. (laughs) What really happened? When we were researching, uh, you know, the Mayflower part of this, both the guard and I were going, whoa. And then when they got here, they didn't call them pilgrims, by the way, until about 100 years after they landed. They were Puritans. And uh, when they got here, it was even worse. So I want everybody to have a nice Thanksgiving and enjoy your dinner, but know the myths that have grown up around the day are just that, myths. Barbara Dunn, Hermiston, Oregon. Um, my husband and I have had 60 years, 6-0, of fantastic fun and wonderful times together. Our anniversary is November 13th, and uh, we are looking forward to more in the future. Two things about it, Barbara. Congratulations, obviously, being married 60 years. You must be a saint, <laughs> number one. But do you know how lucky you are? Do you know how lucky you and your husband are? Number one, you've had the good health to do that. Number two, you haven't had any catastrophes along those lines. Number three, you've been able to work out whatever you had to work out. Yeah, fortunate you are. I hope everybody does who have been married for that long a period of time. And uh, 60 years, Jeremy. So I'm putting you guys uh, 82 and 81. But you married young, you know, and they say if you marry young, you, you don't know what you're doing, but obviously you did. Congratulations to the Duns in Herbiston, Oregon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. 
solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, go to the BillOReilly.com Christmas Hanukkah store and we get those gift cards and those free books. And then we have the entire Killing series for uh, a gift-giving purpose or even in your library and if you uh, buy it from us, you get my live show free of charge, the whole show. Nobody else on the planet will ever get that but you. And then we get the Christmas thing. I'm going to do a little bit more Christmas stuff maybe next week. or what we, But we have the great Christmas ornaments. They always sell out fast and all of that. Word of the day, do not be a sophist. Great word. S-O-P-H, soph, I-S-T, sophist. Back uh, with a final thought about kids spending money in a moment. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. As you know, I'm a little roiled, a little riled up about the incredible jump in pricing for food on Long Island where I live. And it is brutal. Now. In my town, there is a luncheonette. We used to call it a luncheonette. Yeah, but now they call it, I don't know, a diner. It's not a diner. It's a little different than that. But it used to be you go in there for breakfast or whatever. It was always a little pricey because this is an affluent part of Long Island. But, but now it's full rack of ribs, $45. Now they give you two sides, $45. I don't know. Anyway, very high, very high. So I'm watching, and I like the folks in there. I mean, and I got the delis are the same problem in this town. Everything's doubled, doubled. So I'm watching who's buying this stuff in this uh, luncheonette. All right, restaurant. It's kids. Kids. And they all have the debit card. So this, these stats are a little bit old, but I think they're accurate for today. 40% of American teenagers ages 13 to 17 have a debit card. Okay? 45% of those make a charge on a regular basis. These kids are in there with their debit cards, and they're buying whatever they want to buy. It doesn't matter what the price. They don't even know the price. They're kids. They want a burger, fries. They want an ice cream. They want whatever they want. Mom and dad are paying for it. They're not. They got the debit card. Now I'm going, it's clicking into me. Okay? Because this place is 
full of urchins. And they're, they're ordering big. They're, they're getting the ribs. They're ordering big. And I'm going, okay. So that's what this is about. There's no spending control on this demographic. If you have a debit card and you're 17 and a high school junior or senior, you're going to, you're getting whatever you want. Okay, you're not that. Well, maybe I should get this or I'll get that or no. And the merchants are taking advantage of that. They don't need old fogies like me in there going, what's this? You know, what do you mean? $14 for a tuna sandwich. <laughs> Come on. They don't need that. What they want are the kids who go, I want the tuna sandwich. Would you like a lettuce and tomato on that? We'll jack in another couple of bucks. Yo, yeah, yeah. How about some fries? That's seven bucks. Yeah, fries. And they give them the, and they give them the debit card. And the kid just goes right out the door, right home. And then mom and dad, there they are. They're paying it. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Now, they, these urchins are going to have a really, really rude awakening when they get out of there and have to pay their own debit card. Final thing on the final thought I want to make. My kids have the debit card. They almost have to today. Okay. But I'm on the card and I look and see what everything is. So at the end of the month, there's a little chat. And also, my kids have to work. They work. Not in this, my daughter's working in the school year. And she's a really hard worker. My son works in the summer, but he works. This is not some easy job. All right, he goes and he, and he earns very good money out on Eastern Long Island. But, and then their account is tied into their debit account. Okay? So they have restraints. That's the way I've set it up. So you're okay. You want to be, treat your, all your friends to uh, ice cream sodas. You got four friends, you're all buying ice cream sodas. That's going to come out to about 50 bucks. All right? With, with all said and done. So you want to do it. Okay, but you're paying for it. And then you know how hard you got to work for the money. That's the way to do this. Now, in the presidential election, <clears throat> I, am, I am convinced the main issue will not be abortion or any of this other stuff. We're not going to be Hamas, Israel. It's not going to be Putin, Ukraine. It's going to be the grocery store. It's going to be the local restaurant because it's shocking in the space of three years, how much all of that has gone up. If you disagree, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. If you wish to opine, we thank you very much for watching and listening on our radio stations all across the country to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.